0: It's showtime. People should not be afraid of their governments. Governments should be afraid of their people. You know, the right to bear
1: arms is because that's the last form of defense against tyranny.
0: Washington is fundamentally corrupt. There are more words in the IRS code than there are in the Bible. Made in America, heard round the world. You're listening to Blunt Force Truth. I'm Chuck Woolery, along with my co-host, Dr. Mark Young. And the White House was an interesting. Look this this weekend. Uh, Just because that, that's it's rainbow part of. Colored? I'm sorry. Just because it's all rainbow colored. <laughs> well, you mentioned something uh, as we were talking prior to this that the rainbow flag was the exact same height and in the middle of the American flags. Correct. Which is against
2: the the rules of how we use the American flag. So
0: it points out subtly uh what's really going on in washington with democrats they can do anything they are so arrogant that they can do anything and get away with it as far as they're concerned and i'm kind of curious as to how long this is going to go on Uh, i have no idea what the uninformed voter is going to do and i don't think anybody else does either but there's so much stuff going on. It's it's amazing to me, just absolutely amazing. This thing with Trump, the one thing that's not mentioned in this whole cabal is the Presidential Records Act. Nobody even mentions it. Now, just as a superficial overview, he can take any records he wants to. He's the president. He can do anything he wants to with them as long as he you know keeps them in his care. Uh, Clinton was challenged on this. Clinton had put tapes back when you had tapes in his sock drawer. And, uh, you know, the government wanted those things. And he said, no. Uh, and he he absolutely did basically the same thing that Trump did. He just said, you can't have this stuff. And, Biden kept and, records in his garage. Well, wait a minute, though. They took Clinton to court. And the court found in his favor because of the Presidential Records Act. Okay. So this whole thing that's going on right now folks for your information if you haven't uh you know come to this conclusion yet this is all political it's all to embarrass trump it's all to uh you know cut away his his uh, popularity among not the base but among everybody else it it has nothing to do with the law it has nothing to do with anything because he's at, he's depending on the presidential records act to protect him which is the law and these people in the DOJ are going around that and trying to make it a criminal thing, and this uh, this other part of this is the uh, uh, what's it called the um, uh, oh, espionage, the espionage thing, which Woodrow Wilson cooked up after the First World War. This is nineteen seventeen stuff, and uh, <clears throat> people like uh, how do
2: you commit espionage when you're the president?
0: Well. If anybody's committed espionage, interestingly enough, it's probably Joe Biden. I'm just guessing. But this whole thing is deflect, uh, you know, all of this stuff that's going on with Biden and uh, what the DOJ isn't doing, what the FBI isn't doing, and what Congress is doing. So it's just, it's all fluff, folks. It's all fluff. It has has no meaning at all. And Bill Barr comes on. Bill Barr, of course, was... uh, Escorted out of the White House, <laughs> 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 and uh, asked to resign, <clears throat> and so he's he's not a favorable
2: person right, to Trump. Let's
0: call this what it is. This is this
2: is communist Russia, communist China, North Korea, Banana Republic. Persecute and prosecute your political enemies and try to put them in jail crap. This is third world country
0: stuff that we have devolved into. And to narrow it down, to simplify all of that, if that's not simple enough for you, it is just election interference.
2: And understand something that, first off, we do not have a justice system in America anymore. We now have a just us system in America now. And just us happens to be you need to be a Democrat. And this is why they can go after uh political PACs that are conservative. This is why they can go after Tea Party groups. This is why they can go after the IRS can go after you know conservative nonprofits, because the FBI, the DOJ, the IRS, these have all become political arms of the Democratic Party.
0: And I said something. Several weeks ago on the show, and you kind of poo-pooed it a little bit, but I'm going to reiterate it because I think it's true. They will not be happy until they have Trump in chains, literally in chains and in prison. That's where oh, they want. Well, it. Keith
2: Oberman wants him in front of a firing squad. Yeah, well, they want not? him dead. Yeah, and Chuck. This is this is no different than something we've said before.
0: This is a very dangerous situation we're in right very now. Deep. I mean, it's really dangerous.
2: When we look at when we look at people on the left, we look at them and say, what what all of us say is, geez, we need these people out of power. Right. When they look at us, they say, we need these people dead. Yeah, we need Mm -hmm. people gone. And that's the difference. We want them out of power. They want us dead. This is this is a very different situation that we're in. And when you think about it, this is like trying to negotiate with a terrorist. You can't negotiate with a terrorist because the the terrorist wants to kill everything in sight. You can't negotiate with people who just want total destruction. These people hate America. They hate what America stands for. They hate free market capitalism. They hate freedom. This is not who they are. And this stuff emanates. As you and I have discussed, this stuff emanates out of Davos. This stuff comes right out of the World Economic Forum. Klaus Schwab, <laughs> yes, Klaus Schwab, <laughs> who we discussed, by the way, was very heavily influenced by Henry Kissinger. Henry Kissinger, that's right. Yeah, Henry Kissinger falls very much in the category of George Soros with the Open Society which is that there is a limited number of elite intellectuals who have the capacity to make decisions for the world. And the rest of you are dum-dums who can't make your own decisions. So we need to make your decisions for well,
0: you. Well, as you said before, without actually saying it, it's totally anti-American. It's, it's incredibly it's, anti-American. It's a, a government run it. by elites instead of a government, uh, you know. We elect these people, and we keep re-electing these people, expecting—it is true insanity, expecting a different result. Now, the good news is, Chuck, that the polls—polls
2: polls are showing that the majority of Americans— believe that the pursuit of Trump on these charges is politically motivated.
0: Well, is that just Republicans, or is that well, the no, majority no. of they, Americans? The
2: majority of Americans. Well, they're right. Even so, 40% of Democrats believe that it's still a political ploy. Independents heavily believe it's a political ploy, and Republicans, of course, and majority believe it's a political ploy. My point here is, This goes in line with the study that recently showed that 65% of Americans believe that the January 6th riot was induced by federal officials. The beauty of this is they control the universities, they control the media, they control the press, they control Hollywood, they're controlling the narrative, they control Facebook, Instagram. With everything in their control, the truth is still finding its way out. Which is remarkable. It is remarkable
0: because they have de- they've depended on this for years and years and years. By the way, <clears throat> we were talking about the most corrupt president. Have you ever really researched LBJ? Oh my goodness, Lyndon Baines Johnson. <laughs> I thought you think you think that they're a corrupt president. Well, the LBJ was unbelievably corrupt. I mean, to the core, he literally had people killed. Oh, here in Texas I I was talking to my wife the other day I said when did Texas actually turn because it was such a, a staunch democratic state for a long long time and then something made it turn on a dime and I really don't know what that Catalyst was.
2: I'm going to say it was Governor Richardson that probably made the Yeah, remember with with her. Oh, yeah, with the, yeah. Poor George, he was born with a silver foot in his mouth. Right. Remember yeah. that one. Yeah, so I know. I want to bring our guest in because he is like he is like chomping at a bit here to jump into this conversation. <laughs> so we got to bring him in, folks. We're bringing a a good friend of the podcast back on today, Bart Markoy. And Bart is a career diplomat. He's one of those insiders. Bart, give it if you would, give our audience just a little quick background on you so they they understand the depth of your information. All right. So the first conclusion anybody's
1: gonna draw after they hear me say this is why you have a, a guy on your program who can't keep <laughs> a steady job. Um, I, uh, well, I was a diplomat. Call him a recovering diplomat. <laughs> I, that's a good. That's a good way to do it. A recovering diplomat. <laughs> I I come out of Bakersfield, California, Kern County, still the number three most oil producing county in the nation.
0: I know it very um, well. I used to vacation in Bass Lake. Oh, you did? Oh. Yeah, every summer.
2: Aren't they oh. big on onion growing there also? Uh, yeah, yeah. Huh, you,
1: need, you you saw the movie The Onion Fields. Mm-hmm. CHP poor CHP guy got killed. It, it's a great place. It's it's uh, where Buck Owens and Merle Haggard uh, made their careers. It's uh, we drive pickup trucks in Bakersfield, and uh, when I went to high school, we had guys with pickup trucks with gun racks, and they left shotguns and .22s on the gun racks, parked them in the in the uh, high school parking lot.
0: Yeah, me too. Uh,
1: all day, nobody messed with them. nobody touched them. nobody stole it. And nobody gave him a hassle about having a gun on campus. That's where I grew up. And wound up in the diplomatic corps, went to the Middle East, 10 years in the Middle East, uh, State Department Arabist, got out, went to work uh, uh, advising the government of Kuwait for uh, three years and then went back into the administration. I was a political appointee under George W. Bush. Uh, I was at the Department of Energy. I was in charge of international affairs and domestic policy. It was a huge portfolio. My real claim to fame there, it wasn't that I accomplished anything, it's that I prevented something. I prevented a climate change czar being appointed at the White House. Because George W. Bush was busy in Iraq, and the liberals in his administration were trying to push climate change stuff. I got wind of it, and I stopped it. And uh, I say I. I rallied all of the like-minded people, including Dick Cheney, who stopped it. And uh, and then I got out, and I've been in investment banking and, and uh, commercial intelligence, and Business development. I know a lot of people around the world, and I put them together and and uh, make money that way. Um, that's, in a nutshell, that's my background.
2: So folks, so Bart's kind of on the inside. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff today, and we're going to, to talk about China, and we're going to talk about some population issues. Uh, one thing I want to come back to, I want to come back to the Trump indictment just for a moment. And Bart, tell me if you think this is what—I'm trying to guess what Donald Trump is thinking. And if I'm him, I'm looking at this indictment. And first off, you see people talking about federal prosecutors have a 98% success rate. Mm -hmm. It's all over the internet. So let me help you with that, folks. 90% of all federal cases end in a plea bargain. Mm -hmm. So there's 90 points of your 98% right there. Now when we take a look at the remaining 10%, 8% of those cases are dismissed, and 2% go to trial. Of the 2% that go to trial, the federal government loses almost half of them. So don't be fooled by this nonsense of, well, you can't beat a federal prosecutor. No, you can beat a federal prosecutor. and in fact, as a rule, especially some of the other federal prosecutors, they walk into court unprepared. So <clears throat> don't get so excited that this is insurmountable for Trump to be. But the other thing that I'm kind of thinking could be on his mind is there's there's no way that this trial is going to happen before the next presidential election. Mm-mm. Right? I mean, with all the pretrial hearings and discovery and everything that has to happen, this trial will never happen before the presidential election, if he's reelected president, he can pardon himself out of this thing and be done with it. Correct.
1: Yeah, he can. He can. And and there's more to be said about this prosecution. You know what I? you said? I wonder what Trump is thinking. I, I can tell you what he's thinking in two words. He's saying, screw you. I am not taking this. I am not Gonna cave, I am not gonna lie down. And he knows that the more they come after him, the more we like. I can tell you, I can tell you, my wife is a diehard Donald Trump supporter. And she has said many times, yeah, you know, a lot of his personal comments and aspects of his personal life I don't really like at all. But but he has a backbone. He's standing up, he's fighting for us, he's fighting for himself all these other guys won't even fight for themselves. How can we expect them to fight for us if they won't fight for themselves? And she said, the more they come after him, the more determined I am, because it's no longer about about whether I support this or that aspect of him. It's about, I will not stand by and let them do that to our process, to our laws, to our legal system, to the rule of law itself. Lavrenti Beria was the chief of the secret police for for uh, Stalin and he had a famous saying he said show me the man and i'll show you the crime and and that's what's happening here they they looked at trump and they're looking at him from every possible jurisdiction they can come up with and they're digging through the books in new york they they changed the statute of limitations for one person that that weird woman, yeah, I forget her name um that said he assaulted her in in the dressing room that he raped her in the dressing room at bergdorf Goodman. I mean, I've been in dressing rooms in department stores. I, you know, it's not like these are brick walls curtain <laughs> yeah, yeah you know, come on, uh, ridiculous, ludicrous on the face of it, but the whole New York State legislature changed the statute of limitations for one year long enough for her to bring this case against him so that she could drag him through the courts. Yeah, what's everybody's about, trying interestingly to Interestingly
0: enough, all of these all of these prosecutors, all of these judges, everything else they handpicked them. Uh in Miami it's a little bit different. I think we got a Trump appointee <laughs> there but uh, yeah. the problem <clears throat> I I said this earlier. I said the Trump appointee is really a uh uh what's his name from Kentucky uh Mitch McConnell appointee. So yeah. you really can't trust that. But they're already demanding that she has to recuse herself. Yeah, uh, yeah. The left is what,
2: What's on trial here, folks? Just so you understand, this is not about Donald Trump is on trial. This is about our republic is on trial right now. That's this right. Is, this is about the rule of law is on trial right now. Are we going to Are we going to be a country of laws, or are we going to be like a dictatorship and be a country of men? where people decide the law, not the law decides how we run our country. Uh, I, I think, Mark, please. Sorry. Well, one more thing on, on on this
1: prosecution. Look at the prosecutor, Jack Smith. This is the same guy that went after Governor Bob McDonnell in my adopted state of Virginia, uh, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago. And he convicted Bob McDonnell in a, in front of a corrupt jury in Richmond, that was that it was a, a you know McDonald where he was least popular. Yeah, kangaroo court. Kangaroo court convicted him of corruption. McDonald served I don't know two years in jail while he was while his appeal was working its way up to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court overturned the conviction. All nine justices. All nine unanimously overturned, and that's the prosecutor that 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 Merrick Garland said. I like the cut of that guy's well, jib.
2: Yeah, and they're never going. Understand? They're never going to put Donald Trump in jail. Could you imagine trying to put him in prison with Secret Service agents around? <laughs> I mean, how does that work? No, you're a Secret Service agent, and your your task is now you're going to live in prison.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. not even practical. But- you well know, here's here's the mentality, though. I, I I truly believe this. In the minds of Democrats, Donald Trump was never a legitimate president, so you can do anything to him. Mm-hmm. He can be the target of anything because he was oh, yeah. never legitimate. Speaking of legitimate, have you guys seen
2: what is the number one song on iTunes this morning? Yeah, I saw that. I saw that on Bright. Have Brent you, seen that, Bart? Yeah. No. Is it the one about Target? Is the number one song is called 81 Million Votes My Ass. Uh, <laughs> uh,
1: uh, I have not seen that. That's great.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Oh it is, and it is hysterical. Have you seen have you watched this, Matt? The video. Oh, yeah, I've got it right here by uh Truth Bombers and Carrie Lake. Yeah, Carrie Lake actually did it. And this and it's called 81 Million Votes My Ass. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I gotta watch that. You gotta see the video because the video is just like Biden falling down over everything that you can think of. <laughs> I mean and Gene Simmons, you guys know Gene Simmons. Yeah, I know him. And uh Gene even gave us the opening music for this for our show gene said someone on the republican side is just going to do a 30 second highlight reel of this guy not able to stand up and win the election <laughs> <laughs> because let's think about it you could do a 30 second commercial of just biden taking pratt falls mm-hmm. and and what's the outcome you're going to say oh my god this guy can't i can't vote for this guy he can't even stand up he can't even walk
0: what? Well, somebody said, and I, and I agree with this, that when he goes on stage, he should have, you know, you know, little kids in kindergarten, when they want to keep them together, they put a rope around each one of them. They, yeah, they them leash all. him together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they leash him together. Right. Well, they should they should leash Joe Biden when he goes on stage. You just leash him so that they can pull him off in the direction he's supposed to go. Yeah, because sometimes then, he wanders off in the wrong direction. yeah no
1: idea yeah. where he is. Well, and, you know, I've worked presidential advance before. And. Every time the president shows up for something, that thing, that that uh, appearance has been heavily scripted for three and a half weeks. And when he gets there, he's told there are there tapes, little uh, little pieces of tape on the floor, stand on the tape, just like, you know, blocking in in an actor's, uh, you know, on a stage production, little pieces of tape, stand here and then go there. He has cards saying, say this. And when you're done, turn to your right and walk. Yeah, you You, all scripted. You were talking
0: about short-term memory here, which you know you can't remember anything short-term. It's it's just it's obvious dementia.
2: If I could take a second, Chuck, let me explain to people why the short-term memory is where the problem is. When we're dealing with dementia, dementia uh, obviously attacks the uh, your ability to remember, but your brain builds what's called a hierarchy of values. So what happens is your brain immediately protects things like I need to know how to breathe, I need to know how to go to the bathroom, I need to know how to use a fork. It protects those things first, then it protects long-term memory second because remembering my kids' name is more important than remembering what I had for lunch. So your brain actually prioritizes and says, "Okay, if we're going to if we're going to lack capacity, let's get rid of all of the short-term things because they're least likely to be important. That is, that is how genetics have built us. This is why he can't remember what he did when he walked on stage. This is why he doesn't know what he did yesterday because the short-term memory, as you just mentioned, Chuck, is deleted. It's, it's gone. This is, this is not a guy who's mentally healthy. This is not a guy who is well.
0: Well, that's my point. Forget the age thing. He's just not mentally there. This is not an age thing.
2: No. You and him are the same age. No, I'm I, older than he is. You are older than him. I can assure you. As as a doctor, I assure you, <laughs> your brain is is a hundred percent working just fine. I talk <laughs> well, to you everyone. That's debatable, but <laughs> and, and it's and it's working perfectly well. So, but his is not. The other thing is in mind, and I want to remind people of this. When you're dealing with cognitive issues, such as dementia or closed head injuries or any of these things, you always have to work from the starting point. So what I mean by that is, if Bill Clinton, who is is actually a genius, mm-hmm. if Bill Clinton had dementia, it would take a long time before people would notice, because he's starting from a very high IQ, and the dementia would be working him down to normal, working him down to average. So it would take several years for him to get to average. Joe Biden was a person of average intelligence at best at yeah. peak. This is a guy who barely cleared college, who has to, has had to plagiarize people for for years, who doesn't have original thoughts who's never been able to recall a story, correct, and embellishes on everything. So when you take somebody who at their peak was average or less, and now you give them a cognitive issue, they go down really hard. Mm-hmm. And it becomes painfully ob- obvious. And that's what we're looking at here. Now, by the way, Kamala Harris and her word salad, that that's not a dementia-driven thing. She's just an idiot. And that is my professional diagnosis of Kamala Harris, an idiot. So, Bart, before we started the show, we were talking about a couple things. Let's jump into one of them. We were talking about birth rate in America. Yeah, you want to discuss that? Go ahead and and run with that. Well, you know,
1: as we're as we're looking at all these issues. Uh, I think it was you that said earlier that the Democrats are acting like they really don't care um they don't care what anybody thinks they have the votes in the bag they have the elections in the bag they know that they can win elections no matter what the majority of voters think and and they feel that way because they have been importing voters who are used to a paternalistic, uh, state-run, state-driven, statist society, and and who are fleeing communism, but still want socialized health care and still want the state to pay for everything. They don't understand the connection between socialism and communism, and and that's being that that's being exacerbated or, or, or magnified by the declining birth rate among native born americans of whatever ethnicity this isn't an this isn't an ethnic matter this is a matter of were you born here did you grow up here did you say the pledge of allegiance every morning when you were a kid did you did you grow up with the assumptions inherent in american ideology and 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 in american traditions and, and patriotism. And instead, the people that that were born here and are first, second, third generation Americans are not having very many children. Some of them aren't having children at all. This Gen Z, they're the, they're the, they're the strangest, they're the strangest uh, generation I've ever known. Um, they are they're not completely asexual. But, for them, uh sexual experience is not something between a man and a woman uh it's It's between two people of the same gender, or it's or it's one person alone walking porn, or it's something that you talk about, or it's a matter of uh of, for many of them, it's a matter of of uh, violence and so forth. Things that used to dwell on the fringes. Of society in you know in dark basements and in big cities are now mainstream with Gen Z. We've well, got young
2: Japanese men now who yeah. are literally dating digital avatars that are da- dating anime figures on a digital device, and they literally have dinners where they bring their digital device to the table as their date. Yeah, yeah. But have you seen any of this, Chuck? Yeah, I have they have relationships with a cartoon character.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just and 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 so those the those that are born to to uh native born Americans are separating themselves from from the the, the the you know just the natural course of things, what what used to be the natural course of things, you grow up and uh, you get married and have children, preferably in that order, but not always. Um, a lot of uh, very fine people were married by the Reverend Jack Daniels, and uh, they went on to you know, have a great family life and, and, uh, and raise great kids. The only people having children in, in appreciable numbers now in the United States are first-generation Americans, immigrants, legal or illegal, those are the ones having having children, and can we be sure that in our dotage, when uh, we're depending, we're looking for a social security check, that the children of of an immigrant from Bolivia are going to say, "Yeah, you know that Bart, I this, I'm going to vote to keep social security going because that Bart, he's such a great guy, and I feel this emotional connection to America." No. They're going to say, what do I care about those old people? Um, they're not my people. They're, this isn't and 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 they're remaking what America means and the Democrats are counting mm-hmm. on voters like this to remake what America means and everything is up in the air and and every single decision they're going for deprives American citizens of liberty and increases the power of the state. And they're relying on imported voters who are used to a heavy hand by the state to say, yeah, that seems okay to me because it's freer than it was in Colombia or Venezuela.
2: Now, let me give you the Uh, backside of that. The backside of that, this is just, this is, I'm gonna give you a little bit of science background to back up what Bart is saying. One, from a demographic standpoint, by the way, there's a little bit of good news. The good news is, is that, right-wing conservative Christian families have more children than liberal families. Mm-hmm. So from a demographic standpoint, the right is actually gaining more population than the left. When you take. Imp-
0: as long as you don't send them to school.
2: <laughs> right. And normally the number one thing that determines your political affiliation is actually your upbringing. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But here's what's going on. I'm working on a project currently. In this area, in the area of infertility right now, one out of six people in of of childbearing years is infertile or having an infertility issue mm. that is expected to go to one in five by the end of this year. Mm. What the impact of that 20 percent of the country that wants to have children is having a problem having a child. Why is that? Do we know? Yes, we do know, Chuck. Uh, I can tell you that 20% of that infertility is caused by obesity. Now, Mm. why is obesity so rampant? Well, part of it is we have an FDA that has allowed basically food to be nothing more than empty calories and promotes this empty calorie lifestyle. But there's a second reason that is causing the infertility. And that is smoking and the use of marijuana. Mm -hmm. So, and I I have a friend who's an infertility expert. And he was telling me that he'll have a young man come in who's 40 pounds overweight and smokes weed. And he'll say, well, you have a low sperm count. You need to quit smoking weed. You need to lose some weight. And he says, and the the young person will immediately say, well, can't we get a sperm donor? Hmm. We have. We are destroying the health of this nation. We're not fixing the health. We are destroying the health of the nation, and we're doing it. I mean, think about it. who's who's led the charge on on legalizing marijuana and legalizing drugs.
0: That's Willie Nelson. Willie, <clears throat> <laughs> <Really>, for sure. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> but it's the left. Who's not using it anymore?
2: Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even Keith Richardson's become a health food fanatic, but <laughs> but at any rate. The left is who's driven this. Yeah. What else do we know about the use of marijuana? We know that that frequent and regular use of marijuana reduces IQ by ten per, by ten points.
0: You're talking about the old marijuana, probably. Well, the, now, the new stuff is oh, like really potent. The New really stuff, potent. stuff is like
2: seventeen times stronger. Yeah. But we're reducing we're reducing the sperm count in the country. We're reducing the IQ of the country. Now, let's add to this, and now now I'm really going to be told I have a tinfoil hat. Let's add to that the infertility issues that I can, I promise you, are tied to people who took the vaccination. Because that, too, is causing infertility. And, in fact, we now know, a report now shows, that myocarditis, which is a heart condition, has a 13,500% more chance of happening in people who were vaccinated than people who were not. Mm. Now, I want you to think, wrap your head around this number. 13,500 times more likely to have myocarditis than not from having the vaccination. We We are dumbing down this society. We are neutering this society and we are making it so these people are not having more kids but we're also making it so that they're more pliable and easier to manipulate because let's be honest it's a lot easier to manipulate somebody who's just happy and stoned than somebody Mm who's thinking hey everybody i want to take a minute to tell you about a product called daily zen with, uh, with everything that goes on in the news today, um, guess what happens? We have something called a sympathetic and a parasympathetic nervous system. All of this craziness going on drives our parasympathetic nervous system. And that means, to put it plain, we're in this fight-or-flight mode all the time. Well, we need to get out of that. And things like meditation help and the right nutrition helps. And sometimes what helps is just turning the news off. Well, I want to tell you about a product. It's from Vitalia Life, V-A-T-E-L-L-I-A, life.com. It's called Daily Zen. Now, this is, and as you guys know, if you listen to this show, I'm, I'm really into longevity and really understand uh, a, good pra- a great knowledge of nutrition, to be honest with you. The formula, the blend on this stuff is amazing of what's in it. It is a great formula. Now, what this will do for you, just so you understand, this will act as an anti-inflammatory, which our bodies become very inflamed from all the stress. It reduces that stress and it increases, it will help increase serotonin. And why do you want to do that? Because serotonin will make you feel better. So this is called Daily Zen, and I hope you'll try it out, and I hope you'll let us know how it goes for you. It's Vitalia Life. Go to bluntforcetruth.com. Look in the show notes; you'll find a link there to it. Use the uh, discount code BFT, like Blunt Force Truth, get ten percent off, or sign up for the um, the subscription, and I think you get your first month for free. Go get it; you're gonna love this stuff. And if there's ever a time in history that we need to, something to zen us out, it is right freaking now. So good luck with it. Thanks.
0: So, with all that aside, let me ask you because you're an expert on this. Let me ask you about China. It's what, what, China. What is, China. What is going on with China. with China and and uh, Biden? I mean, he obviously took money from China. We're we're going to get to the bottom of that. But I mean, what's? I mean, it seems like he just allows them to do everything. They're now in Cuba, and they've been there since what? I don't know what uh, twenty twenty since or something he came like into that. office. And yeah. and think about that for a minute, Chuck. When you were a young man, when I was a young man, I was seventy five miles off the coast of Jamaica, protecting us from an invasion from Cuba, right? From mm-hmm. Russia and Cuba.
2: So, so look at what's happened just from your generation to today. Mm-hmm. Your generation's <clears> a, a blockade to yeah. stop communist Soviet Union from getting that close to U.S. land. And today, here we are, welcoming the men with open arms.
1: We grew up China, knowing no. what the Monroe Doctrine was. We grew, For us, the, the Monroe Doctrine was a robust, muscular foreign policy that said, no power from the Eastern Hemisphere will come into the Western Hemisphere. Don't. Come here! Don't mess with us, and we enforced it. And as you say, we enforced it with the blockade. Now nobody even knows what the Monroe Doctrine is. They don't talk about it anymore. And the idea of enforcing it would would cause howls from the left side of the uh, of the aisle in the halls of Congress.
2: Well, wouldn't you say? Is it fair to say that that the whole China thing actually did get its start with Henry Kissinger? Yeah, sure. Yeah, if you go back far enough, yes, it did uh, because
1: he was the one who opened up China. He was the one who convinced Nixon to go to China. I, I said just yesterday we should never have let China into the UN. I think most people don't remember Taiwan was a member of the UN and China was not, and and it was Kissinger who who engineered the switch that not only let China into the UN but then let them be a uh, member of the uh, permanent 5 on the security council um
2: and and let's kicked remember, taiwan out And let's remember henry kissinger was the was the mentor the philosophical mentor to klaus schwab who the, now runs the world economic forum the evil
1: the Teutonic evil genius uh, bent on world domination who's cleverly masquerading as an evil Teutonic Genius bent on world <laughs> dominations. <Exactly.
2: laughs> yeah. They'll That's never know. Well
0: put. <laughs> They'll never figure this out. <laughs>
2: so what's the yeah. stuff with China? Getting back to Chuck's question. Is. So there is. Um, there's basically. Basically, the concept of. In most cases, the most obvious answer is the right answer, right?
0: Yes. Yes. Well, I mean, they're buying farmland. They're buying things next to our uh, military installations. They're buying—I mean, they, they're just allowed to do anything they want to do. Look, Biden is clearly bought and paid for,
1: literally bought and paid for by That's China. That's kind of where I was going with that. The obvious answer yes. is one Yes, he's it, it's he's corrupt. He is the Manchurian candidate. For a
0: few Only, million dollars he sold out the country. I mean really? Yes.
1: Yeah. I mean, what he imagine? sold out what he sold out was his soul. He sold out himself and and the Chinese then manipulated him into becoming the president. And and uh, now I'm the one that uh, has to put on the tinfoil hat. Um but uh, all of this is run you can, you can buy anything in this world if you have enough money, uh, including a whole lot of human souls. And and Biden sold his soul, and, and China has more money than all the rest of the world put together, and they have it because we gave it to them.
0: I was going to say they're we, using our money. <laughs> yes, and it was – and don't
1: neglect the, the role of Bill Clinton in this because before Biden was their man, Bill Clinton – was their man remember what was the guy's name was it john huang i think but he was an assi- a deputy assistant secretary of commerce for international trade in the clinton administration and and there was a scandal with a rocket manufacturing company
0: right,
2: right, right. he
1: had transferred a lot of of sensitive data to the chinese he wouldn't apply. They wanted to make him an assistant secretary. He wouldn't do it because he didn't want to have to have a um, security clearance because he knew they would find out things. In fact, he quietly resigned once his name got in the uh, pages of back then. It was the Wall Street Journal editorial page that broke all of the uh, all of the news, and and uh, the whole Clinton China corruption scandal got hushed up. And in the course of it, Clinton gave the Chinese most favored nation status uh, uh, under U.S. trade treaties, and that allowed them to manufacture everything, and all of American commerce turned to China to buy things that were manufactured there because they were so much cheaper. It was cheaper to, to make it in China and ship it through the port of Long Beach than it was to make it in Peoria. Now, and so, and we had one thing to that, too, and
2: Richard Nixon had a hand in this because mm-hmm. Richard Nixon is who took us off the international gold standard. Mm-hmm. And by taking us right. off the international gold standard, we could run up debt with China. Now we could run yeah. up credit prior to that. We couldn't run up all that debt. And,
1: Mark, that's a bigger story even than China. Um, what. We are the only nation, the only entity that I know of, the only major entity in the history of the world that can run up a debt that we can pay off by simply printing the money to, to pay the debt. So, and that, what you just said, explains so much of what's happening. The, the Saudis, to last week, two weeks ago, last week, uh, cut back oil production, a million barrels a day to drive up the price of oil. One of the reasons they did that is because we passed that debt limit uh, ceiling, allowing an additional four trillion or maybe as much as ten trillion dollars to be added to the debt, which waters down the value of the dollar, and the Saudis sell their oil for dollars. And so when we're when we are pursuing inflationary uh, economic policy, when we are printing money like there's no tomorrow, what we're doing to anybody that accepts payment in dollars for their goods or their services, we're saying, you just got a pay cut, buddy. What what, what we're paying you $80 a barrel for, you're really only getting $70 a barrel in spending power. Um, we have been watering the whiskey like like the worst bartender in the worst saloon and the worst little whole fly speck in the old West it's like we don't have a barrel of whiskey we don't have a bottle of whiskey the the dollar is this enormous system of pipelines of dollars going all over the world there are most of the most of the dollars that exist exist outside the United States not in the United States because that is the ultimate payment. You have a hundred dollar bill. You can buy anything any in any city in the world. You don't have to you don't have to change it at the airport. Somebody will take that one hundred dollar bill in payment. You could go to any airport and change it. I got stuck once when I was a diplomat with uh, about eight hundred dollars worth of Jordanian dinars when I left Jordan. I didn't realize, huh? And good luck using that any place. Exactly. I, I couldn't I couldn't exchange it. No place. I had to wait till there was some sort of international trade exhibition in um Tunisia and find the guy from Jordan and and say, Hey, you know, w- will you give me dollars for these dinars or or Tunisian dinars for these uh dinars? Um because I I I can't exchange them anywhere. And so I gave them to him at a really concessionary rate, but at least I got rid of them. I didn't realize it wasn't a, uh, a hard currency. No, I was be so sure. young and
2: inexperienced. Take a moment, Bart, if you would, and explain to people um, why going off that gold standard changed things. I don't, I'm not sure that everybody understands. We've talked about it before. A lot of our listeners know it. But if you would, why did that matter? Why did that Why did that take the $5,000 television and now make it a $300 television? And And what happened there?
1: yeah because if the 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 gold standard meant that the dollar was worth what you said it was worth and you couldn't you couldn't um manipulate uh, it you couldn't manipulate it exactly now and back then you could not just print money without just by an act of congress you could not print money you had to have gold in the vault to back up the currency um since then, when we went off the gold standard, anytime we need more money, we just have an act of Congress, and the, and the president signs it, and you can print the money, and there, the, the, uh, the only thing that backs up the dollar, the strength of the dollar, is the willingness of other people in the world to accept it believe in it. payment, to believe it, it's exactly. A, it's a faith-based program. It is a faith-based program. That that's a very well. That's a great way to express it. And we are reaching the point where now the Chinese are paying for oil in yuan. The the Brazilians are paying for Chinese merchandise in yuan. The their people are paying for things in euros. And the the whole there's a, a collection of countries called BRICS. They're the the rich countries who are neither. The United States nor uh, nor uh, Europe. It's uh, Brazil. Sure. What's the R? Russia, India, China, and uh, South German, Africa.
0: Germany would have to be one of them, wouldn't it? Oh, no. There, no.
1: Other, no, no, or the, the EU. non-Europe. No, oh, oh non- non-European. Oh, okay, yeah, it's Russia, China, and what were previously third-world countries, Great nation, and and uh, and uh, and they all are looking for um, a different reserve currency. Venezuela has been pushing, Iran has been pushing to get off the dollar. Because the other thing that's driving people away from the dollar is we put sanctions on people. And, and suddenly, if you're know, if you Oleg Deritushka, this this Russian oligarch, and you have sanctions on you, well, any bank that takes your money can be fined by the SEC, even if it's a German bank or a Hong Kong bank, it can be fined if it does any transactions in U.S. dollars. It's subject to SEC rules and U.S. Treasury regulations.
2: But keep in mind, um, folks, if we lose, if we lose being the world's reserve currency, yes, the United States will. This is not hyperbole. This is not. This is not nonsense. We will literally be a third world country. That's right. Remember Venezuela in the
1: 1970s? Absolutely. Remember the Weimar Republic, people pushing yep. wheelbarrows full of uh, Deutschmarks? That's what we become because suddenly we are the Jordanian Dinar. Suddenly, if people say, you know what, I I just don't have faith in the dollar anymore, suddenly there are trillions and trillions of dollars out there that people are going to want to get rid of, and nobody will give you anything for them.
0: What are the odds I, of this happening? Are they the good? Odds,
1: are they bad? the The odds are increasingly likely. We are we are nearing a tipping point right now. I, in 2009, in two thousand nine, I lost my shirt. I was trying to buy a bank, put together a purchase of a bank in Fountain Valley, California. You've probably driven past the bank several times. It's right off the four hundred five. It was a sweet little independent bank. And I was certain that I would be able to get financing from my friends in Kuwait and that they would be able – I what I needed from them was a 5% investment because – and it was such a great investment. And they came back to me and they said, no, this was, uh, this was uh, late 2009. They said, no, we have a policy that we just instituted, no investments in America right now. Because um, Obama is spending, Americans are spending more than they can. The, they're they're printing money, and it means that uh, if we have a nominal profit margin of eighteen percent, it means our real profit is only eleven percent, and we can make fifteen percent in a very safe, in a much safer investment. So we're not investing in America until. The inflation uh, uh, slows down. It's just not stable enough.
2: Well, the only that was a very us, not. not good job. The only thing that's going to save us on this, Chuck, when you're saying how likely is this to happen, the only thing that's going to save us is if there is some tremendous worldwide uh, tragedy. Mm-hmm. If we had a if we had a third world war or something like that then you would probably see investment all rushed to the U.S. Right. Because then, then people would panic and they would try to put their money in American banks. So, Or if bad we bad could bad cut bad spending. Fix
1: this. I, I, I just, I I don't know. I don't know who our nominee is going to be. It's likely going to be Donald Trump. He is likely going to win. The next president is likely to be a Republican. I think it'll be either Trump or DeSantis. I'd be happy with either one of them. I hope that whoever it is has a Speaker of the House with a stiffer spine than the one that we have right now, and and a Senate leader other than the turtle who who will stand up and say, you know what? We are going to cut spending. This, this debt ceiling thing, they, they talked as if uh, we were hitting an economic catastrophe on the
2: 5th of June or 10th of June. Yes, and it's never we, happened. America's never had this happen except the four previous times it happened. Yeah, right. yeah, and 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 the only
1: alternative they said, if we hit this, it means we default on the debt. No, it doesn't. It would mean you would have to stop government spending. You know what? I'm the government put me out of business in uh, 2020 with the lockdown. They put me they shut my business completely down, pulled the rug right out from under me. I lost millions of dollars because of the lockdowns. But everybody on a government salary stayed home, did nothing and got paid with my tax dollars, got paid for two years for doing absolutely nothing. The only real consequence of hitting the debt ceiling is to stop all government spending.
0: Uh, well, that's the biggest fight on earth. I mean, it always is in the media and every place else. They protect this this whole cabal. Uh, and the Republicans Republican are as or bad Democrat. as the Democrats. I said gotless. whether it's whether it's Republican or Democrat doesn't matter. Hitting a yeah. debt ceiling, folks, doesn't mean the government's out of money
2: because the government is taking in enormous amounts of money every day. Right, so they have cash flow. They can assign. That cash flow to priorities. It exactly, means they would have to start prioritizing what's important and what can we cut. That's what would happen if you didn't allow a debt ceiling.
0: And but when you have a propaganda media, nobody knows that.
1: That's right, and and it's it's shows like yours that are making the difference. When I tweet something, um, it'll get maybe five hundred or. You know, maybe uh, if I'm lucky, 600 or 800 views. When you guys retweet it, I go up to 10,000 views because people listen to your show, they pay attention to it, and your listeners are people who are educated, they're involved, they they get out, they knock on doors, they vote. Oh, I want to go back to the demographic thing. There's a there's a not just a ray of hope. There's a there's a, a huge beam of hope. You're right. in the whole demographic thing and that is the democrats with with this business of you know genital mutilation and of of children and and cutting off um access to the best schools you know cutting off merit based programs they're suddenly losing their most loyal imported supporters the, the the people that they think are absolutely rock solid democrat voters are suddenly not. Muslims, Hispanics, Korean Americans, Chinese Americans, um, and and South Asians, Indian and uh, Pakistani Americans. Those are all groups who have traditionally voted, I don't know, anywhere from 75 to 95 percent Democrat. They're, de- they're Departing the Democrat Party in droves because of those issues. They don't want their the kids Jewish. being. We're in a lot of the Jewish vote now too. Oh, from your lips to God's ear. I, I don't, yeah. I, I don't know that. I don't know that. That's that's good news. I would like to see
2: that. My gosh. Why are why uh, why is the left so? I mean, a kid can't go get a tattoo without parental approval because it's permanent. But they can. But they can go have their genitals chopped off without their parents and they'll take their parent take the kids away from the parents why are in your opinion why are these people so hell-bent on transing children and and mutilating their bodies i i think it i I hate to say it because it's so so ugly but
1: it all comes back to sexual exploitation of children jeffrey epstein was the tip of the iceberg yeah. You look at the people who flew on his plane, who went to his house for, t- you know, 10 years after he was a convicted pedophile, uh, uh, registered on the sex offender registry, and everyone knew that what he was convicted of was nothing because he was rich and powerful and had gotten clever lawyers, and and they the federal prosecutors had to settle for this plea deal of, you know, this tiny little... Um, Thing, but everybody knew what he was,
0: and you still know, people flocked. Let to me it. ask you a question because no one really knows this, and and perhaps you don't either. Jeffrey Epstein is reportedly was reportedly worth you know upwards of six hundred million dollars. Mm-hmm. Where did that come from? He obviously I, he wasn't a stockbroker because if he was a stockbroker, everybody would have known who he was if he was trading on, right. on Wall Street. So. Where did his money come from? He was this financial genius that never did anything. As
1: you say, I don't know, but like an astronomer who has never seen a black hole but can induce its presence by watching a ray of light get bent by the gravitational pull of it, I can can induce where the money came from, from the things that we do know. We know that he had cameras... And microphones hidden all over his mansion in right. New York, and all over every one of his dwellings. We know that people like, you know, the former governor of New Mexico, former UN um, mm-hmm. ambassador Bill Richardson, right. mm-hmm. w- were frequent guests at his home. Right. We know that uh, Jamie Dimon of uh, Goldman Sachs was a you know, frequent visitor. You know, we have your bu- we have your wine ready. You know, we have the wine, wine uh, ready.
2: His airplane, the Lolita Express, belonged to to Lex Wexner. Yeah. yeah. There's Victoria's secret. Yeah, Les Wexner owned that 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 aircraft. There's no documentation of him ever paying him for it.
0: hmm Well, the houses that he owned the showed up. That he owned. It all, you know, it, it's uh... It's just—it's fascinating that no it adds up to the
1: blackmail way. to
0: me. It adds well, up it's to a, blackmail. It reminds me a lot of the Johnson administration. When Johnson yeah. had his guy working for him, he would go to Bethesda and buy a motel with a cocktail bar, and then all the senators and everybody else would go to this this place. It was full of prostitutes, and that was it. They'd all go yeah. there, you know, for prostitution, and they were all documented, and when it came back to pass a bill or whatever, they would say, well, you know, remember that time you were in Bethesda at that motel? Well, Chuck, yeah. you'd really like to have your vote. Do you think we'd give it to you? Oh, yeah, sure. So, I mean, it's all its all crooked politics. It really is. You and I also know, and I won't use any names, that
2: LBJ was using hearses. Oh, yeah. To mm-hmm. Homes to bad transfer. man money around Texas.
0: Right, yeah. He owned Texas. He owned everything here. I mean belief. There was a guy there um, was a guy who was a a upstanding marshal who lived here in in central Texas. And he wouldn't go along with the LBJ plan to do something. And he just, you know, wouldn't and so LBJ said, and this was the key word for LBJ, get rid of him. Get rid of him and to kill him. So he sent his guy out to shoot this guy. (laughs) They take him in his pickup truck on his farm shoot him five times with his twenty two in the stomach, and then beat him around the head, and it goes before a judge, and the judge said, well, this is obviously suicide. <laughs> and it stood. That's how much influence he had in the state of Texas. So, why,
2: why are these people, I mean, not to sound like another tinfoil hat thing, do you believe... When we look at LGBTQI plus,
0: is does don't the, get me started.
2: Does the plus stand for pedophilia? I
0: mean how about bestiality?
2: I think that I I have seen
1: um I've seen clips of people. You're probably familiar, it went viral, millions of people have seen it. The 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 um teacher, the substitute teacher in Texas, uh who told her her student high school students don't call them pedophiles we call them minor attracted persons right. maps mm-hmm. don't don't judge someone just cuz he wants to have sex with a 5 year old there are definitely people saying the quiet part out loud there that that want to legalize pedophilia the books that that were uh, that the left are trying to fight so hard to get into elementary schools and middle
0: schools well and listen if you listen to MSNBC that- all they'll say is well the republicans in texas and in florida all they want to do is just ban books they don't mention what yeah. kind of books they just they don't ban mention them. and and you know they can't read on the
1: air what's written in those no, books they, they can't, can't re- show those pictures on they, the air
0: they can't even read in the city council what's on those what's in those books they shut That's them down right. cuz they're they're so you know you
2: they're, know cuz uh, they're illegal but, but they know you need, we need to stand on one of these books and, and give our audience a sample of what's inside You uh, really oh, don't. It's so it's so it's disgusting. Vile. It's so violent. Just to give them a little sample so they realize this is not yeah. about banning books. This is yeah. about, this is about eliminating pornography. Yeah. I mean, I I would I would support keeping. Toni
1: Morrison's books in a high school library. I don't like them. I think she's a second-rate author, and and I find a lot of the content disgusting. I'm not sure. But, who's, who is she? I don't know. Oh, she's an author. She's like a... She's sort of the champion. She was one of Bill Clinton's favorite authors. Um, uh, black feminist, um, uh, you know, victimhood uh, kind of um, novels, and and her novels are replacing mark twain uh, in in reading lists and required reading in a lot of high school english yeah. curricula
2: to the left i don't we're trying, to, we're trying to block kurt vonnegut or or nietzsche yeah. that's not what's happening exactly and even tony morrison i don't like her but i wouldn't block her books from a high school library my god um, if you if you read books if if anyone's read anything from kurt vonnegut He'd be a conservative right now. Yeah. Yeah, he was the radical when I was in high school. Reading him was a sign of rebellion. Right, but but what was his readings? His readings was about ev- all information needed to be shared, that there shouldn't be That's right on the truth, There's that, that everyone should have a voice. That would make him a right-wing ultra-maga
1: right now. That's right. That's right. But these are aimed at converting, um, opening, opening young people up to the idea that what we, that what our generation and what the law considers a perversion is something normal, something to be experimented with, something to try out, and something to desire, and it makes you a more popular, more desirable person if you have one of these kinds of um, connections. But all these things are being pushed because Democrats think they can win any election with with ballot harvesting, with the laws that were passed during the lockdowns. They don't feel that like they have to respond to voter opinion anymore. And it's it's your listeners that will make the difference. Um, it's getting up and going down to the local GOP and connecting them with your neighbors, your friends, the people from the PTA, and and especially those who are from different ethnic groups and backgrounds and immigrant groups, because those guys aren't blinded. Um, I had an extraordinary meeting with the Muslims in Virginia recently, and they said, we've always voted Democrat, uh, even though our values align with Republicans, because you Republicans, reject us you don't want us you call us terrorists we want to vote for you so we don't want
2: go ahead so so matt just gave me a a book review oh boy this this is a book review one of the six that want to go into new york's public schools right this is what's being added to the new york public schools this is for kindergarten the book is called julian is a mermaid Hmm. A book by author Jessica Love describes a boy who wants to become a mermaid. During the book, the boy repeatedly strips down to his underwear. Later, he puts on lipstick and dons a headdress. He is then given costume jewelry before being taken to the New York City Mermaid Parade, where he can freely express himself. This is a boy named Julian, and this is his Nana. And those are some mermaids, the book says, with an illustration of women dressing up as mermaids. This beautiful book is one of the very few picture books about a gender non-conforming child. A review of the book posted to the author's website says, and it goes on and on. That sounds wonderful, doesn't it? And see, and I I gave it the right reading because I wanted to Mm -hmm. make sure that it had that that warm, fuzzy, cross-dressing kind of voice. That mermaid feel. This is what they're putting in the kindergarten. The boy dresses, strips down his underwear and puts on
0: lipstick. You know, people don't understand, and I, I don't blame them for it because it's historical knowledge that goes way, way back. Uh, when you're talking about Baal and the enchantress, his wife, mm-hmm. she was all about this stuff, what, thousands of years ago? Yeah, she, mm-hmm. was, she was bisexual. Yeah, mm-hmm. by an, yeah, right. And, and so this is nothing new. It's just dressed up and repackaged. It's the same stuff. It's pagan worship is what it is. I mean, really, that's what it is.
1: Chuck, I used to teach an early morning um, Bible study class that that we called seminary for high school students. And the year we studied the Old Testament, I told them and I, and I told their parents, I said, a lot of people think the Old Testament is, you know, boring. And I'm telling you, it's the most relevant book of Scripture to your current lives because it's, it's all lie. about sex, drugs and rock and roll. That's what pagan worship. Why do you think right. the children of Israel would leave a God who could do these miracles and go worship stone statues? It wasn't the statues. It was that when they went to church in the pagan church, they were having orgies. They were getting high, having group sex, and and going home thinking, wow, that was fun.
0: Yeah, gee, and, let's go back you know, next week.
1: Let's go back next week. Yeah. That's, you know, yeah. that's relevant to your lives today. That's the choice. It's been the choice for thousands of years.
0: Thousands of years. And those spirits are still alive today. Those but, entities.
2: Where, yes. Where do we go next? Where do we go next with this thing, in your opinion? What, what, if you could give our listeners advice on what they should be doing for the next two years, other than voting, what should they be doing?
0: Pray for the nation. They
2: they do need to pray. They knew they need to stand
1: up and say the truth. They cannot sit back and say, well, I think that's stupid, but I'm not gonna say so because all my friends on social media or at the coffee clutch or you know at, at the wine uh I mean the uh the book club, um, you know, they're they're all gonna condemn me. You have to stand up and say what's true. That is not a woman. That is a man.
2: Let me ask you a question. <laughs> hear, was... I hear Austin Powers in my head when you That's said that. Man. That's a man, baby. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I have to admit, she does look awfully mannish.
0: <laughs> so let me ask you a question. Like, I'm I'm curious. I, I don't know whether our audience is really familiar with this story or not. But it's the story of Lot and Sodom and Gomorrah. Mm-hmm. Why why was God so against Sodom and Gomorrah that he sent two angels in to save Lot and his family? Why why did he do that? He he sent them in amongst these people, and they they clamored to get to these two angels who they thought were just beautiful men.
1: I'll 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 answer that with a question. What is the basic if you if you take the development of enlightened Western society, the, what is the basic unit of society? It's the family. Everything is built around the family and goes out from the family. And if you can destroy the family, then you're left with just individuals atomized, uh, drifting alone. That's what the lockdown did to, um,
2: to uh, society.
1: It it's separated us from each other,
2: and BLM has made it clear in in their platforms yes. the destruction of the the nuclear family is one of their goals. Yeah, and you know I I know a guy who will who has
1: sworn out a legal affidavit saying that he saw Hugo Chavez give twenty million dollars in cash to one of the founders of BLM because he was so supportive of what they were doing because he knew that their activities would absolutely
2: destroy American society. I'll bet and, that made Joe Biden jealous because he only got $5 million when uh, he sold out. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so Bart, does, does Joe Biden ever get, ever get, does this ever stick to him in the next two years?
1: Yes, I think it does. I think it does. I think the, the tide is turning. You see Emily's List just announced they're going to spend at least $10 million rehabilitating Kamala Harris's uh Image and I wish him uh, every luck There's with that. Be
2: a lot more than ten million.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: Comaleras.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it, it'll. It, it, uh, I. I won't. I won't repeat the nickname uh, that I've heard of her. That's so devastating because I. I really am a family guy, but oh my gosh, uh, you know, somebody, uh, somebody that um, that started out her career, uh, built her career
2: on what she built it on, anyway. So, I'm not smart. Um, so I'll tell people what the name is. The name I always hear for her is Heels up Harris <laughs> <laughs> that
1: that is the name <laughs> that is the name. Um it, it just, you know, I, I, you, you, she built her career, you know, God God love her, bless her heart. She built her career. Um people are are trying to bring up Gavin Newsom. They're trying to bring up other people. They're trying to resurrect Pete Buttigieg, uh, trying to get him. They're looking for somebody. And, you know, there just happens to be somewhere walking the streets of Manhattan uh, or waking face up in a pool of vomit every, uh, every morning, Hillary Clinton, um, uh, next, you know, next to a box of cheap wine, um, saying, "I'm still ready. Uh, <laughs> I could go. I could go in there. I could. I could have been a contender. Um,
0: I could have." You know, I predicted several weeks ago, and I, I still stand by this: that Joe Biden won't be running for president. He will not. I you think you're right. I, 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 agree I, I agree with, with that. that. Okay. I don't think he knows that. No, I don't
1: um, think he wants to know that. He, he that. Biden is like he's like somebody that that uh, what was that? Remember that movie um, in the eighties, Mister Mom, with Michael yeah. Keaton. Sure. At, yeah. at the beginning of the of the movie, there was a scene where the bad boss Martin Mull um, was this self centered, narcissistic guy, and there was a company picnic with dumb games, and everybody. He had to win the sack race and he had to win all of the dumb games. And um, and uh, Michael Keaton wasn't playing along because his wife, you know, worked for this guy. And, you know, if he beat the boss, she would get fired. And so at the very end, he very obviously threw the game and Martin Mull started jumping up and down and saying, "I I that's Joe Biden. Yeah, he everybody knows that he's a puppet except him he just thinks it feels awfully warm up there uh you know where the hand is
2: so how, do, how do you think they'll break it to him chuck how do you think they'll break the news to him that he's not he's not going to run
0: i think a lot of this stuff will probably come out with he and burisma and and the chinese and and it'll start to break and with that they'll just say look joe we we can't do this anymore i'm sorry we've got somebody else and uh you've got so who runs how do you oh, take, do you take have, it away I from have, Kamala? She's the VP. Okay. I have no idea. I have no idea who runs, but I I know that it won't be him. At least I I feel that it won't be. Mark, can they can they yank it from Kamala? Uh, constitutionally, they
1: they they can't. You know, she would have to resign um, uh, unless she were impeached, and they're they're never going to do that.
0: If they ever uh, <laughs> feel like they're going to lose, if they ever really in their hearts go, okay, guys. This is a losing cause. We can't win this no matter how much we cheat, no matter what. It, it's just not going to work for us. They're going to do something drastic. She is
1: not uh, as tame as Biden is. She will fight be- because she, too, has no idea that she was just sort of pushed to there. Um, but but uh, I think that uh, the, there's one person, the person who... who anointed Joe Biden and anointed Kamala to be his running mate is the one person who can say, we're not doing this. And they have to bow down
0: North Carolina. What's his name? uh No, I'm talking about the
1: one he answers to Barack Obama. Oh, Um, well, Barack Obama engineered that whole South Carolina thing. Uh, and, and, and then engineered that after what's his name. I always want to call him, um, uh, who was the piano uh, player, Van something or other? That's who I I always say that name instead of his Clyburn. Clyburn. Yeah, Jim James Clyburn. Oh, yeah, Jim James Clyburn. Yeah, Clyburn got he he delivered South Carolina right. for for Biden, <clears> but <throat> Obama delivered the resignations of all of the other except Bernie Sanders. All of the other Democrat candidates. Within, four, within 24 hours, even though Super Tuesday was 48 hours later, they they resigned before Super Tuesday to give Joe Biden the presidency. You know, Only Barack Obama
0: could have done that. It's, it's fascinating because um, Barack Obama has absolutely no respect for Joe Biden at all. None. Hates him. Hates him. And it's obvious. I mean, he completely dismisses him when they're in public. Uh, you see Barack Obama talking to a few people, and Joe Biden standing over him trying to get to be a yeah. part of that conversation. He yeah. totally dismisses him with disdain. Yeah. And yeah. yet, he's the puppet that he chose because he is brainless and soulless,
1: and has and is completely amoral. Um, he doesn't care anybody else, anyone else. Even Kamala Harris has a few ounces of All self-respect. Right. Yeah. Um, Joe Biden has never had, and as you said, he's always been stupid, as Mark said, rather, he's always been stupid. Um, We all in Washington, we all kind of laughed and and felt sick at the same time when Obama chose him as his running mate. We said, well, that's assassination and impeachment insurance, because uh, as much as we all hate Barack Obama, Nobody wants Joe Biden as
2: president. Well, um, we always said he chose Barack, we, that Obama chose Biden just to prove he didn't need a vice president.
1: Yeah, I didn't think of that, but that's true. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely true. Um, and so he's completely pliable. He's uh, Barack Obama said out loud, he said, you know, I would never run for president again. I wouldn't want a third term even if I could have one. Unless I could sit in the basement and have somebody else go out there and do it all, and I could just sit back there and and give commands into an earpiece, and and he said that I would do for the rest of my life.
2: So 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 Biden doesn't run. Who's 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 going to be? Who do you think is going to be the Democratic nominee? I don't know. I don't know. You look at the 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 obvious choices: Newsom,
1: Buttigieg, Michelle Obama. uh, Hillary Clinton, uh, you know, who else is out there as a possibility? Uh, I don't think Michelle Obama would do it because why would she, you know, give up Well, she, she hated has.
0: living in the white house anyway. I mean, you know, she was, yeah, she was so she was says, about that.
1: yeah. Yeah. She whatever. hated it so much. She had her mother living there with her the whole time and, yeah. uh, and Valerie Jarrett, whatever her position in the family is, um, the Valerie Jarrett still lives with them. Um, the, the, the most bizarre housekeeping arrangement that, I know of. That one's, that one's
2: no, one, and no one ever addresses the bizarre nature of the Obama family and the fi- family life there. No, no, it's, everybody just runs from it. No, they they
1: they won't touch it. They won't touch it. And, but it is bizarre.
2: You're a racist if you if you mentioned it.
1: Yeah, because. Yeah. Because Obama supposedly is black. I used to tell my Arab friends um, when they'd ask me about Obama, they'd say, Well, is he a Muslim? You know, because they're all Muslims, and you know, th- th- just like, and, and he just like, like, like we him. ask if yeah, just That's like we Jesus. ask if somebody is a Christian and we feel good knowing he's a Christian, or uh Jewish people say, Well, is he a Jew? You know, is he is it good for the Jews? You know, they were saying, Is he a Muslim? Is it good for the Muslims? And I say, look, look you got to stop thinking about Obama as a Muslim or a Christian or anything like that. And you've got to stop thinking about Barack Obama as a black man. Barack Obama is a white communist in uh, Marxist who happens to have a black man's skin and hair. But if you think of him as a Marxist, his mother was a Marxist. He never knew his father he never knew his father. Well, his he mentor his, was
0: a Marxist from Chicago. His
1: mentor was a Marxist. His mother was a Marxist. His grandparents were Marxists. Michelle Obama's grandparents were Marxists. Um, uh, Valerie Jarrett, her parents and grandparents were Marxists. They were all members of that Saul Alinsky Communist Party USA cell. They all knew one another. That is how you see him. The skin color and the hair and all of that are camouflage. He is a white Marxist communist. And if you understand that, then you understand Barack Obama. Um, and, you know, nobody – we're, we're so divided by race. We, we've we been so bamboozled by race baiters that, that you know, I, I think one of the worst things the Democrats have done is – make us categorize one another in that way but, my but
0: kids in all honesty it, it works in their favor because you know a nation divided cannot stand i mean let's face that's it right. that's what they're doing they're just dividing us and they willfully are. doing it and and so many people are willfully going along with it it's just amazing to me.
1: My my kids are are you know Gen X and and uh millennials I guess they range from um the youngest is uh 20 Three, yeah, she's twenty-three. The eldest is thirty-one, uh, maybe just turned thirty-two. I, I, I'd have to do the math to. I'm not sure what year this is.
2: That's yeah, she's thirty-three. Yeah, those um, are, that's, that's all millennials.
1: That's all millennials. Okay, so that's. Um, they never had a racist bone, a racist thought in their bodies. They didn't look at people. My eldest, when she described people. She'd never mentioned skin color. We'd have to ask her uh, if we wanted to know, and then she would say, "Hmm." And she never, she never did it. It, it wasn't a binary thing. She would say, "Well, um, sort of peach." She she'd describe it by the colors in the crayola box. Um, sort of peach, sort of brown, sort of black. You know, uh, sort of, uh, and and. They didn't think and and they are representative of their generation. There was never any um stigma to interracial dating or friendship or sleepovers or anything like that until two thousand and nine. Ra- now Barack Obama came in, and now um, you know, all of that was melting away. and 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 I foresaw a future when we would have a true melting pot when you wouldn't really be able to tell what somebody's heritage was um uh, and now you know interracial marriage is considered a betrayal of your of your of your people if you're a minority um and and uh, uh and you know somebody that even considers dating someone outside their their race or their ethnic group is they have to stop and think are they willing to endure the vituperation not from white people but from other people of their own ethnic group because they're a sellout or they're a race traitor or whatever it's so sad
2: well look at uh look at a uh, supreme court judge mm-hmm. uh thomas i mean look at the the grief that he's taken over having a white wife yes yeah yeah a lovely person um, two lovely people,
1: two incredibly lovely, um, moral, upstanding Christian people.
2: I had somebody and asked me recently if I thought that Thomas would step down, and my opinion is he will not step down one day. Never. He is ready. Boy, I hope he not. will never step down. I hope not. I really do. No. you, you
1: That man is an absolute hero. It, he has suffered
0: I, too many slings and arrows to step down now.
1: He's Horatio at the bridge. And and if if all the rest of the world abandons him, he will still be standing at the bridge fighting to his dying breath. He will never step down. He's one of the most, um, he's one of the greatest champions of liberty and justice ever, ever in the history of this republic.
2: Well, Bart, I hope you'll come back
1: with us. I do too. Uh, I'll come back anytime. I love you guys. I, I oh, just I look forward to this. Uh I I just I really enjoy uh and I, I hear you're having a guy uh soon who's uh, running for office here in Fairfax County. Um uh, great guy. Um Mark Vafiades uh, running for the state senate. We've got elections in Virginia, nobody knows about it, uh because they're off off year, but Everything, everything except the governor is up for grabs this year. You know, and and we can win it.
2: I'm going to ask you a question right now while we're on the air. I have a, uh, I've got a Tuesday coming up that I'm going to have to have a sub, don't I? And that is going to be.
0: I always end up with this on my shoulders in July. And and the funny thing about it is, my whole career was spent listening to people, not talking. (laughs) <laughs> Mark's whole career has been talking to people, not necessarily listening, <laughs> but talking.
2: Bert, <laughs> so, Bert, how would you like to, if Chuck's good with it, how would you like to be my my replacement on July 11th? Oh, are you kidding? I'd be honored. I'd uh, What a thrill. I would love that. Great. I would absolutely love that.
0: All right. Great. So there we go. Okay. Okay. Get I'll let you put a show course. together of All your ahead. own. You can put your own show together. And we'll do it. And Chuck, okay. Jeff, and Chuck you Jeff can just pick your topics. Yep because <laughs> yeah, I'm a good listener. <laughs> okay. Oh, that what
1: that is so exciting. I I I, I I'm just delighted. Um Part will be the
2: co-host for the July 11th program. Cool. I'll be the guy with the bells on.
0: All right. <laughs> I like it. Thanks guys. Okay, thank you for coming on the show. We enjoyed it. Look forward to seeing you in the future in July 11th. On and July folks, 11th? I hope you enjoyed the show and uh leave us a good review on iTunes Stitcher, podcast one and we'll see you next time on Blunt Force Truths.